Our God has been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with treats. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Hi, I'm Craig D'Onofrio. And I'm Bill Swirlock. You're listening to The God Whisperers live, recorded live from my backyard. Oh, this is groundbreaking right here. This During is, a barbecue. This is groundbreaking Christian radio. Steve Lowndes. Oh, I did it. Turned 55. We're not supposed to is. mention last we, names, we, but we just mentioned his last We'll bleep it out. Yeah, we're going to bring Steve on later. It's his birthday. Uh, he happens to be my dive buddy, and so we'll be uh, talking to Steve a little bit. And he's my shrink. No, he's not my shrink. He's just my friend, as unfortunately. Who, who is your shrink? First names only now. First names only? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Laura. Yeah. Laura. Nice. Okay, she's, good. She's on the radio. Uh, <laughs> We, so, we got a whole raft of people here, we're, we're and, doing, and if they would make a little bit of noise, they would end up on the radio. So people, if you make, right. make, make a little some bit noise. of noise, oh, yeah. 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 Right. there it is. So there's that there's that live ambiance that we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> the grill is on, as I understand. It, we so. we have put a cursing moratorium in effect for one hour. Yeah. So Good anyone luck. who cusses will have to go inside with the children. Yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that includes you, Swirla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one to have cussed on the air. Okay. <laughs> okay, so today we're, we're going to be doing all sorts of testimonies, yes, how people this, this became is, uh, Lutheran Christians. This is our special personal testimonial episode, episode 14. And uh, Swirla has some hate mail. Uh, let, let's no, do our, fan mail. Oh, fan, fan mail. mail yeah. Same thing. Let's do some basic housekeeping. Our website... Our website is www.godwhisperers.com. That's godwhisperers.com. Our email address is godwhisperers at gmail.com. And uh, you can uh, email us there. I'll give out the phone number later on because I seem to have forgotten it. You can't remember the phone number. All right, good. (laughs) I'm drinking my uh, Diet Coke and adult beverage mixed in here. Okay. God only knows what I might remember. And... uh, I think to get this thing kicked off with in, in the right, in, just in the right frame, uh, we, we've asked Pat. Uh, we do have an, a, an open third mic here uh, by which we will victimize all sorts of people and, and extract from them their personal testimonials uh, within reason. But, but uh, Pat's going to, is he going to do an invocation or is he going to do a uh, toast? or is, What's he going to it's do? It's one in the same. Okay. It's one the, so everybody... Uh, He's known for this. Open a bottle of beer and or whatever you have handy and raise I, your glass. I'm, I'm drinking a Dasani de, de, de water here. Yeah. I wouldn't be telling that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's radio. They can't see what I've got. And so, uh, uh, shall we? Well, we shall. Pat. Patrick. Gentlemen and ladies, to that washing that declares us blameless and pure that will cause us to stand without shame on that day. Amen. 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 Lovely. Very nice. Very nice. you got to my eyes here. So uh, where are we going to go here? Well, uh, why don't we take care of an email first here. I've got an email from from a, a pastor, Martin. We're not using last names so to minimize the lawsuits because we can't afford this. You know, Martin. We we could say his last name is Luther, but uh, that's <laughs> probably not you think right. Think he was named after Martin Luther? Who knows? My middle name is Martin. 
Many people don't know that, but um, I was named I after. Was, I was named after my godfather. I was named after the kid down the street. <laughs> I really was. Nice. There, there's a story there, and we're going to hear it later. <laughs> uh, Martin writes, gentlemen, this is in regards to yesterday's episode. Yesterday's episode would have been episode 13, dealing with the two natures of Christ. Very good. And he, he writes, it is often contended by the East-leaning crowd. Hmm. The East-leaning crowd, otherwise known as crypto-sacerdotalists. Very good. Now, that, that's, that's the, the crypto, as in hidden, uh, sacerdotalist, as in sacerdotalist, so they're hidden sacerdotalists. <laughs> but he's only kidding, and he has a winky emoticon, so everything's cool. That, that, that Semper Virgo Maria, Uh-oh. that's the ever-Virgin Mary, appears in the formula of Concord and therefore is confessional doctrine. I'm sorry, but however many times they repeat, that's they, the crypto-sacerdotalists, repeat this contention, it is not true. And we said it wasn't true. At least I said, did you say it was true? I, I thought it was pretty dubious myself. Okay. The phrase Semper Vergo does not appear anywhere in the entire 1580 BOC. That's the Book of Concord. Correct. Correct. This is because the 1580 edition to which we subscribe predates the Latin translation of the Formula Concord contained in the Triglotta. little piece of historic... Uh, information for you you so as such the latin translation of the formula is italics not authoritative therefore if you subscribe to the 1580 book of concord at your ordination as i did then you did not subscribe to semper vergo i can i can sleep better at night now knowing that i just started listening to your program and appreciate the conversational discussion of doctrine it reminds me of our winkles Wow. He must belong to a pretty good circuit his, if they actually talk theology. His winkles. A, 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 winkle, a winkle is a pastor. Winkle is German for corner, as I understand. It's a corner conversation of clergy, which is about as exciting as watching paint dry in, 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 most, in most circles. It's but, right up there. Yeah. I try to avoid. I'm a circuit counselor, but I try to avoid them whenever possible. You know, so. But, uh, you know, he makes a good point here is, is that is that. The Latin translation is a translation, and it's really the German text that's authoritative. And, and in the German text, she is simply the most holy uh, Virgin Mary, I believe, but not, not the ever-Virgin. You know, we, we went back and forth a little bit on this topic, and, and there, there are really two issues with Mary. One is her ever-Virginity, and the other is the nature of Christ's birth. Right, that he was born in such a way to that her virginity remained intact. I just wanted to throw in a little bit more of the Book of Concord here, if I may. From from the German, uh, actually from the English. Ah, that's all I got in front of me. Okay, nice try. <laughs> but but I'd in, understand every fourth word. In in Article best. Seven of the Solid Declaration on the Lord's Supper, dealing with the presence of Christ, the uh, formula talks about the illocal. Or the incomprehensible, that doesn't mean not understandable, it means not containable, spiritual mode of presence, according to which Christ neither occupies nor vacates space, but penetrates every creature wherever he wills. It goes on to say, he employed this mode of presence when he left the closed grave and came through locked doors in the bread and wine in the Lord's Supper, and as people believe, or better translated, as is confessed, or as is believed, when he was born of his mother. And so it appears that in, in the solid declaration, at least, there's some notion that there's something supernatural about Christ's birth such that uh, he employs this mode of presence whereby Mary's virginity remains inviolate. Just thought I'd throw that out there. 
For what it's worth. Now you know why I'm not invited to parties very often and why this party is just going downhill. I, I noticed all of a sudden everything just went quiet. They're listening there's, with rapt attention. Everybody's, uh, there's my sister-in-law walking around with meat. Nice. The meat has appeared on the scene. The, <laughs> there's smoke arising from the altar. No, that's, that's actually the grill. Uh, this, this is really a magnificent, mag, magnificent thing. Um, I think we should. We have this third mic, and, and I'd like to hear from Chris Roseboro. Let's do. He's uh, the guru of Pirate Christian Radio. The father. The head Il, Il Papa, as we call him, of Pirate <laughs> Christian Radio. Does, the, does El, that make Craig the mother? Uh, yes. Oh, hey, hey. Man. El Capitan of the good ship Pirate Christian Radio. Chris, welcome to the God Whispers. Thanks for having me on. We uh, we owe you our existence, seeing as how you foot the bill for this this show. And, well, uh, you, you might uh, come to rue the day and curse my name someday <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I it wasn't every, for that Rosebro guy. I do every day that I'm in the studio. Oh, yeah. I, I curse that name. Chris, why, why don't you tell us uh, how, how Pirate Christian Radio is doing these days? We're doing really, really well. Within the first 30 days, we actually became the number one Christian talk radio station on the Live 365 radio network. Seriously? Seriously. And right now, out of all talk stations, there's something like 276 uh, talk stations on the Live 365 network. We're currently at number five. We keep swapping places with the UFO channel. Nice. Uh, th- these are the people that wear tinfoil hats Correct. and stuff? Correct. Exactly. So, <laughs> Excellent. So we keep, right. we keep trading places with the guys who have the uh, tinfoil pyramids that they wear on their heads. You know, I suspect, at least with, with respect to God listener, God whispers listeners, there's probably some overlap in audience there. So. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the Jesus was an alien topic next time. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what's kind of new on your plate? You, you, do, the, you do the defending the faith? Or, uh, it's or called fighting for the faith. Fighting for the faith. Yeah, yeah. So I should know the programming on, on Yeah, it's, it's, radio, a, it, it's a snarky uh, theological program. <laughs> it's probably a good way to put it. Snarky. Yeah, we do, uh, we do discernment uh, and apologetics, and basically we take a look at the circus things that are going on nowadays in American evangelicalism compared to the Word of God, and at other times we just make fun of it, kind of the way uh, Elijah did on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that'll get you in trouble with Jezebel down the road. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, have you been having any problems with the neighbors or anything? Or, uh, uh, the, yeah. No? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Christian radio program that's uh, next door to us, and uh, they're one of those family-type, uh, you know, have-a-better-family type shows that are syndicated across the country, and um, they don't like the way we do radio. Ah, so, okay. So there's, it's, it's, it's nice to know that they're listening. Yeah, it's good it's, to know, <laughs> and that's really what counts, isn't it? So yeah, they're they're, they're you listen- don't have to like us, just listen to us. <laughs> yeah, what's what's on the front burner with you? Anything anything any hot new topics coming down the the pike for you? Um, well, we just broke the story about Granger Community Church. Um, they, where's, where's that Granger that's, Community? In Granger Community Church is in Granger, Indiana. They uh, they're the sixth most influential church in the United States by the way you know the way this church relevant crowd. And they're one of the crown that, jewels, right next to basketball, I believe, in Indiana. Right, right. Yeah, that's a religion. That's a, that's probably the top religion in Indiana is, is college basketball. Exactly, the Church of Bobby Knight. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but uh, they're also one of the uh, the crown jewel churches in the purpose driven movement. And Rick Warren has actually is on record a few years ago as saying that Granger is like the quintessential purpose driven church. And they actually decided to do uh, rather than just counting heads that are showing up, they decided. To do a survey to figure out uh, qualitatively how well they're doing, 
and it turns out they're biffing it pretty bad. 47% of the people attending Granger don't even believe in salvation by grace. That's a bad sign right there. No, I think that's... What percentage? 47%. Half the people who attend there do not actually believe in salvation by grace. They actually have my congregation beat by a couple percent. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Well, I I heard that most of the the people who start off as Christian, your congregation are now atheists, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and when I went to seminary, I was a Christian. So that was, you know, a good start. (laughs) <laughs> so so they, they've taken surveys now trying to figure out what people actually believe at this place right they don't believe the bible's authoritative more than more than half their congregation i think 56 percent don't believe the bible's authoritative uh and then there what's the other cogent uh, thing I, I forget but i mean it's it's pretty bleak it, you know and so they're they're they've decided they're going to make some major changes now this is a church that's 22 years old and the big change that they're going to do is they're actually going to offer get this in depth Bible study. Wow, not bad. In depth Bible a, study. That's, that's a start. That's there. a good what, start. What, what what are they going to plumb the depths of? Um, that has yet to be seen, and I don't know if they're going to put that on the internet. Can, uh, can we put a pitch in for the Book of Romans? Perhaps I, that that might be. A, well, the word is is that the the Pastor Mark Beeson has promised to actually bring, bring in the best Bible teachers, you know, to teach these uh, courses at their uh, on Wednesday nights. They're going to continue. Well, that would be you and me. Yeah, I I think we should apply. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. I you know I like Indiana. I came from Chicago, so this yeah. is I, this will be returning to my Midwest roots. Yeah. So, so if you're listening out there, uh, you know, Roseboro, Swirla, we're available. We, we can straighten things out in probably about 30, what are you, 30, 40 days? Easily. We can do a 40 days of gospel. or 40, yeah. 40, 40 days of scripture. Yeah. So what kind of stuff have they been teaching? Well, I, from what I've been able to gather from people who've been emailing on uh, me from the inside of Granger is, is that they, they have, they've done the traditional seeker-sensitive model combined with small group studies. And so my question, and that hasn't been thoroughly answered, is whether or not they're ditching small group studies altogether. Um, as you know, small group studies are generally kind of a pooling of ignorance, you know, like, hey, what do you think this verse means to you? <laughs> and there is real, you're not no, doing an Indiana no accent there, I hope. Uh, oh, uh, no. Yeah, all right. That, I was going for Arkansas in that one. Arkansas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's closer to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> So you, well, there is a lot of that. Sub- oh, I'm sorry. You always cut me off. Craig, I I've had it. I, no, I'm. Why quiet don't you now. say something on your I quit. show? It's your you backyard. Can't quit. I quit. It's your backyard. I'm done. That. <laughs> it's your barbecue. It's your backyard. How do you quit in the middle of your house? I'm, I'm just done because Swirla cuts me off, so I'm done. He was he was eyeing Taking the meat on the grill. I didn't think he was on game here. Okay. Actually, it, it, there you should see the grill. It's a big grill, and it is just full of meat. And Steve is over there doing his his masterful job that he does all the time. I want that steak medium rare. Okay. <laughs> He didn't even bring a stick. It's a bring your own meat thing, and he's saying he's he wants Wait, meat and rare. Like, for this, was, this was bring your own meat. Yeah, I, you I guess I didn't read the invite. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I buy extra steak. It's for people like you. <laughs> so anyway, back to Granger. Here. Yeah, these these guys are going back to the Bible. Yes, and how big are they? Um, I think they have between six and seven thousand members there. So when they start teaching the bible do you anticipate that they're going to actually lose people because they're actually going to have to believe something you know that's a great question you know and you know because when you think about it i mean more than half the people that attend granger don't agree with the pastor on his in his doctrinal stance really and so uh, the question is is if they really push this and make this an issue will this become a church shrinkage program 
It'll be interesting to see. Interesting concept. You know, I, I think one of the problems you're pointing out there, though, is the role of the pastor is different in these churches. As yes. Kind of the, the CEO organizer. He has no problem saying that. He, he doesn't call his pastoral staff a pastoral staff. He calls them a management team. But the, the trouble is he's, he's going to get bit by that when he discovers that he's got doctrinal issues. Sooner or later, you're going to have doctrinal issues. Yep. And and uh, what's he going to do about it? You can't manage that away. You have to teach that. Correct. So it's going to be kind of an interesting uh, interesting dilemma. There. I, I think it's going to, it's really going to be interesting. And the, I have to give him kudos, though. He's doing the exact opposite of what Bill Hybels did. Uh, Hybels in Willow Creek, when they had the reveal study, did a little bit of a mea culpa also. And uh, Bill Hybels publicly went on record saying that this, the, the way we're going to solve the problem at Willow Creek is we're going to teach people how to be self-feeders. We're going to continue doing the circus church and the pop psych on Sundays, but we're going to teach people how to be self-feeders. Uh-huh. This guy, uh, Mark Beeson, has has come right out and said we're going to actually feed the uh, the the people who are mature in Christ, and and uh, that that we're committed to doing that. Self-feeders. As, I don't know. It sounds like, like bottom feeders. No, it's like hometown buffet. You know, you load up your plate and you feed yourself. So, but you know, I, it, I think it's good though. I, I think it's a wake up call because, truthfully, I, I don't wish ill on on these groups. They brought a lot of people into contact with the scriptures, with with Christianity, and and I think that if they would. Uh, uh, take historic Christianity and its doctrine seriously. They have a they have a tremendous opportunity to reach a lot of people. Right. I think what I think the definitive thing about this is that it proves that it's ma- uh, man made methods don't make Christians. It's uh the, it's it's the gospel, you know, and it's the, it's God's word and baptism and, and you know it's the means of grace that makes Christians. And so these guys have tried to figure out using modern business methods and marketing methods as a, trying to figure out how they can get behind the process and see if they can manufacture with specific results. And I think that uh, they're finding they can't do that. Now, you're also the number one uh, Warren watcher in the world, <laughs> as I understand. I Well, I would dispute that, but I, I do watch Warren. And as we're recording this, uh, Rick Warren is having at his place mm-hmm. a, a little gathering with uh, Barack Obama and Correct. John McCain. Yep. And uh, what, what do you anticipate that this thing is going to end up being? That's a great question. I'm not sure what my expectations are for this. Um, as w- this is, when you watch evangelicalism and Warren as also as a, his role in it, there's been a distinct shift away from the Dobson Jerry Falwell uh, religious right um, focus on doing things. You know, he's got a he's mixing things up with the uh, you know with the two kingdoms here, um, but. I don't think he's. It's, it's going to come out one way in favor of a particular candidate, one way or another. Although I think Barack Obama is, you know, is is the Messiah by the way some of his followers act about. Oh him. yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So have you heard what Warren's thinking is behind this? Why he's wanting to do this? Uh, no, no, you just nope. I you know, and I can't I. You know, I could put the worst construction on it, but I don't think that'd be fair. Yeah, it might be fun, though. It's an, it's an interesting <laughs> idea because, because uh, first of all, Orange County, if I'm not mistaken, is, is really a Republican stronghold. Yep. The most Republican county in the nation. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Do you have any feel? You're, you're the student of Saddleback. and that. What, what's what's, the, what's the, the political climate of Saddleback? I would imagine they're fairly politically conservative. Um, Warren in the past has been very vocal as far as towing the evangelical line regarding particular non-negotiable stances, especially as it comes to homosexuality and abortion. And and some of his harsher critics have, have basically accused him of loosening up on those stands. 
And so um, you know, I, it's, I think the bigger focus today is going to be about humanitarian things like uh, AIDS, how they're handling HIV-AIDS across the world, uh, uh, relief in R- Rwanda, and things that are close to Rick Warren's heart as far as uh, the Global Peace Initiative. Right. So, so they're going to be dealing mostly with uh, more social causes, Correct. You, you would expect. That's exactly what I expect. And it's it's going to be interesting. I, I we'll have to see. I'm also curious as how the media will will handle this. Well, I, it's a circus already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually just uh, set the TiVo to record it, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll replay it like ten times between you know today and tomorrow. It's competing with the Olympics, though. You know, but Michael Phelps already won his seventh gold. He's going for his eighth tomorrow. So you know, we got a I th- little. I bit thought of it gold. was tonight. Actually, I think it's tonight. Yeah, is it tonight? Tonight, tonight yeah. at ten thirty or so. Now, okay. The, uh, now the price tag on admission to this extravaganza at Saddleback was if, how much? If you were sitting uh, near the front, it, it was anywhere. I think it was seven hundred and fifty bucks a person. Whoa! So, where, and where does the money go? I probably to the Global Peace Plan. Interesting. Uh, Feed yeah. Rick Warren Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> whoa there! Whoa there! Uh, you didn't say that. Didn't. <laughs> Who was that guy? Who said that? <laughs> Um, I just, think that just, was Rufus. Just quickly, Chris, uh, Pirate Christian Radio, one of one of the flagship shows, and probably the the reason that that it came into existence was issues, etc. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the word on the street uh, regarding issues, etc. These days? Well, um, issues, etc. is doing fantastically well. Good. Um, yeah, just from a, a listenership point of view, let's just put let me put it this way: the uh, the listener stats that uh, that the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod would have had you believe as far as how many listeners they had. Um, I can speak definitively and say uh, uh, they their audience has evil, either quadrupled in size or they uh, the, the LCMS was grossly underestimating their listenership. No kidding. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of activity going on. Oh yeah. What's funny if you if you don't believe me, listen to uh, listen to them when they do soundbite of the week. Mm-hmm. I, they got so many votes coming in, it's re- it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it used to be like you know, and we're playing soundbite of the week, and you know, you get three or four votes coming in. Now it's like you know, they they got emails coming from everywhere. They got people calling in, you know, and, and they they're having runaway you know winners every week, you know, and it's not and it's like seven or eight votes, you know, just for the winner, and there's votes for other. I mean, it's it's crazy. Now, I want, I want to just ask you one quick question, Chris, because we, we go back a long way, back to when you were at Concordia. Yeah. And, and, that, and uh, I'm going to ask this kind of on behalf of lots of people who talk to me and, and, and just, just ask you straight out, why are you in this? What, what's, what's, what's the thing? Why, why, why bother doing this? Why set up a web radio station and, and all this? Is this just some kind of some, some midlife crisis of yours or, or Yeah, it or was, what? I was. I was thinking about I had a couple of choices. I could trade in my wife for a Porsche or I can start a, ra- a radio station. I know your wife and that wouldn't fly No, really it, well. there's no, no point no, in that. No, I mean, no. she's gorgeous. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Plus, she'd, she'd, knock, she'd knock the lights out of you and the Porsche. Yeah, well, I think so. Married, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. The other well, Lutheran church is down the street. Yeah. Sorry. I let, <laughs> let me put it this way. I have a love for theology. It was it was what I studied in college. I have a love for the gospel. And um, as a former evangelical, I really hope – I wanted to create a resource where people can hear about good Lutheran theology, hear the gospel – that focuses in on Christ and Him crucified, and be as and, and maybe hopefully be a conduit to help people escape from the, the really 
the the terrors of pietism to the comfort and peace that, 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 that is won for us by Christ's name crucified. And I think that's best exemplified in, in uh, Lutheranism and, and Lutheran theology. So some people might consider your tactics a bit mean-spirited or, or blunt. Um, yeah. Well, well, how would you answer your critics? Um, I, I see good biblical basis for believing that there's different ways to reach different people. I see Elijah on Mount Carmel mocking the prophets of Baal, and that seems a little blunt and mean. I see Paul basically saying that uh, I hope the Judaizers cut cut everything off. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little blunt. It's a little bit mean. And sometimes a, a splash of cold water in the face is what somebody needs in order for Christ to wake them up. Now, don't you think that Jesus was always kind and patient and tolerant? I and do remember Jesus using a bullwhip. I do remember <laughs> him saying to the Pharisees that they were whitewashed sepulchers, that their mothers were snakes and, you know, name-calling yeah. and things like that. So sometimes theology isn't nice. Swirla was just filling me in on the whole, uh, when Jesus called the Samaritan woman a dog. Canaanite woman. Canaanite Tomorrow's woman, gospel. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm that, off for the week, so I haven't a, even looked at the I can tell. That, that's, a, that's an ethnic slur. That's what they oh. called the Canaanites, was dogs. Yeah. Now, she was a little dog, so it's kind of cute. But but still, you know, I mean, that doesn't soften the blow at all. Right. You know? I think in America today, we're just a little too hypersensitive and we're a little too politically correct. You know, and I, I, theology needs to sometimes be a little rough and tumble. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on the God Whispers, and thank you for creating the opportunity for uh, this this Lutheran voice on web radio. It's uh, it's really quite a quite an adventure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Oh, one final question. Uh oh. Is that a Cavendish? Yes, it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a Southern Comfort Cavendish Southern in my pipe. Comfort I was wondering Cavendish. what that, that, that incense was that was wafting in my direction. It's, it's a nice smell, and I have the Arturo Fuente here, so this is a good smoke. <laughs> and we have up we have, we have the man of the hour here, Steve. Steve, Steve the birthday boy. We Steve, have, uh, who's, who's coming on turning up. 55, which means he will be getting his AARP subscription in the mail any day now. Now, Steve is a licensed marriage and family therapist, but Absolutely. Pirate Christian Radio is dead dedicated to not having psychology well pop psychology i don't know so uh you're not allowed to talk about what you do <laughs> he's that just, just, that he's just, just leaves staring at me like i have no idea what steve, to say steve is also my dive buddy which uh means that that he and i pursue the porpoise driven life uh, that's as, right as, so he's also one of the voices of pirate christian radio you might recognize his voice if we ever let him talk so <laughs> You, you may Steve, not believe Steve, it, but there is someone at the third microphone. How does it feel to be 55? Dad Bernard Pepina? <laughs> Where'd little Luke? <laughs> he had to put his teeth back in his head. Right. It's he just really unfortunate. Dad Bernard. Uh, are, when are you due back at the old folks' home? <laughs> in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's George? I, I mean, Judge Wapner. Where's Judge Wapner? So uh, what's your favorite, favorite piece of dive equipment? Probably my tank. Tank, yeah, the, the, the air tank. It is but essential for the, breathing. The thing that I can breathe, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. But it is hard to breathe just off the tank. I know it can be done. I've I've actually yeah. done it myself. Yeah, but that's not a fun thing. Actually, my my other dive buddy, uh, Charlie, and I used to do free diving, and we would go down about fifty feet, and the scuba divers would like do a major double take when we were down at fifty feet, just kind of cruising around. I'm a little afraid to know what you were doing down there. You know, um, that, that is cruising. Called, that is called apnea diving. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so think about it, because you're basically yeah. turning off your breathing reflex. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things I did want to say was, you know, when you were talking about the uh, the meanness of Chris's comments and, and such like that, 
in psychology, we Uh-oh. talk. We, yeah, I know. I'm oh, let, sorry. Let him go. It's his day. It's, I it's am. His day. Right. I am a therapist. Only, you only got a few seconds. I'm a therapist. Exercise but, your vocation, dude. But when we when we talk about truth, truth is truth, and because somebody thinks it's mean, it's basically because they're boundaryless. Boundaryless. They have no boundaries. They have no sense of what is real and what is not real. Speaking of boundaries, we just hit one. We'll be right back after this message. Hey, welcome back to the God Whispers. I'm Craig Denofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. And we got this crazy Steve guy sitting here at the mic with us. And I cut him off, but uh, I need to cut you off again before we go on here. I, I know you were wanting to talk. He didn't get started yet, so our you can't phone cut him number, off. Our phone number is area code 626-593-7713. Area code 626-593-7713. I was going to give that out on the first half of the program, but... Uh, Dummy me, I couldn't remember the number, and so I had to go look it up. It's a new number. You can call that number and leave a message that we can then import and actually play on the program. So if you have any comments that you'd like to leave, uh, we'll not use your last name. We'll just use your first name or uh, let you say whatever you want. And if we deem you worthy, we'll, uh, we'll put it on the air. And if we think you're not worthy, we'll just laugh at you and move on. And we are we are recording this from Craig's backyard, live from my backyard, uh, in an open mic session of anything goes uh, on the occasion of Steve's fifty fifth birthday, fifty five years the, old. The uh, the steaks are now uh, cooked to perfection, I, I might add, and uh, the the things are going in full swing here, Craig. You must be pretty happy about. W- this. We got Dave taking over on the grill for Steve, so I'm feeling pretty good about this. Dave's right doing now. a nice job. I've, I've been watching. He's we are literally about seven feet from the grill, and it smells fantastic. Well, it's a combination of the grill and Chris's pipe and your cigar. Ooh, and, pipe is nice. And uh, but but Steve, well, welcome back. And Thank you. Uh, we we at, in the last segment we, we left with boundaries. We left with boundaries, and um, I, I want to ask just a little bit about your your vocation and marriage and family counseling and things like that. What, what do you see as the biggest challenge today with all the people that you talk to? Not to violate any professional uh, professional confidences and things like that, but in general, what, what's what's going on with marriage and the family today, and 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 what are what are the big issues that you see? Lack of father and masculinity. Seriously. Yep. So, so you see, you see the you see fatherhood as the major the major yes. absence. Can you yes. can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Well, one of my main jobs is I I, I do drug and alcohol treatment, and m- I'd say ninety nine percent of my clients do not have fathers. Mm. Either father is dead, or he's in jail, or he's drunken or high, and he has been his whole life. Excuse me, excuse me. There we go. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. There you go. He had to do that. He it had, had to be done. So, had to so be done. the absence of father do, does it affect the boys? Uh, it affects equally? both boys and girls. Oh, so boys and girls together. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. there a difference in what the what's what's what are the some of the symptoms you see of, of the absence of father with the boys and the girls? Well, they're looking for some place to join. Mm. They're lo- looking for some place to belong, and they've been raised by mom, and which is fine to a certain extent, but they need father too. 
And in their teen years, um, they're looking for some place to belong. And they don't belong anywhere. They have no real last name they can identify with. They've got this last name that with, fa- with their father who's in jail or a drunk who's beaten them their whole lives. But they have no real, no real heritage, I guess. It was a good, is a good term for it. You wrote a good article on this a couple of years ago in Logia magazine, and uh, uh, was it Logia or was no, it? no, no? It was uh, Modern Ref- Reformation. Modern Reformation. I'm yeah. sorry, I got confused there. And what was the gist of that article? Was that basically what you're talking? It was about, about father. Yeah, yeah. It was about father, and also, you know, what's funny is, it's not even funny. It's kind of sad. Is is the modern church has bought into the culture of mother, and has not. Uh, recognize dad at all and basically chases dad right out of the church Mm. isn't that the truth and he feminizes and and if father is in the church it's very feminized see that's kind of playing into one of my hobby horses you know i hear a lot of people talk about the feminization of the church as being the problem i actually think the problem is the feminization of the ministry Okay. The ministry is, is traditionally an office of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a male office, contrary to what you might see in some circles. Yeah, but one of the things that you'll see also in the church is when the pastor gets there, he's surrounded by women. Yes, that's a huge problem. That I'm agreeing. You're agreeing. You're staring at me I, like I, I had something big to add. I was this. looking for the follow-up sentence. No, on that. I'm I, just saying yes. That's, a, that's a, well. And the, the deal is this, that if you look statistically at the church today, it's 60, 70 percent female, that most of our parishioners sitting in the pews tend yeah. to be women. Yep. Yeah, I'm concerned about the image that the church portrays that Christianity, which, which is, I think, it's, I think Christianity is the only way to, to hold a proper understanding of masculinity and femininity, both, that Christianity is being portrayed as something for women and little children. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that obvious. Basically, what I my opinion, mm-hmm. um, and, and is that uh, Christianity is portrayed as very sensitive, very kind, and compassionate. To a certain extent, it is okay. That's that's all good. I think Paul says something about be kind and compassionate to one another. Okay, so, but, uh, but 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 those done, are not feminine traits, though. Kindness and compassion are not feminine traits. No, we've made them that way yeah, in this we've culture. We've distorted them. That, we've yeah, di- yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, and I don't know if I can clean this up or not, but a good friend of mine said compassion is not um, when our brother sticks his face in a pile of doo-doo. It's not sticking our, our can, face can in a pile of doo-doo. Can he say doo-doo, Chris? Or, uh, Chris. Wait, hey, Chris ruling, I'm ruling? talking to the boss. Can, can he, I, I believe crap. I need a, I need a ruling on that. I believe that. crap is an I, appropriate I'm trying, term here. I'm trying to clean it up. We'll, we'll take it up to crap. Yeah, okay. Can, right. can we say crap? Uh, we've we've crap. set the level of crap. Okay. okay. I was going to use the S word, but okay. Oh, that got we'll, me in trouble in episode two. Was it two? Yeah, two. Okay. Yeah. What if we say it in German? Is that acceptable? Uh, only only amongst English speaking. Shite. But, but, but please go ahead. Okay. Please, please go ahead. Uh, um, my, you know, compassion is not um, when my, my when my brother has stick, stuck his face in the pile of crap. It's not me sticking my face in the pile of crap also. But rather, it is telling him to get his face out of the pile of crap and washing his face off with a warm washcloth. Right. Yeah, you know, my, my supervisor in Vicarage had a similar analogy. So if somebody's in a canoe, and they're going down a river, and around the bend there's a waterfall that they will go over to their certain death. Right. The one thing you don't do is get in the canoe with them and say, I, I empathize with your situation. And that's what, <laughs> and that's what they want. Yes. You know, well, that, but that's the feminine. That's the feminist 
if you will, because modern Christianity has taken on the, the, the feminist agenda. They really have in a lot of ways. And they would say, oh, stick your face in that file, of, that file, that pile of crap also. <laughs> well, it can be a file, too. <laughs> it can be a file, <laughs> whatever. My computer, oh. there's a lot of crap in those files. There only, you go. Only if you work for the county. Yeah. There you go. And I do. <laughs> and you I, work for you the know. county. Nice. I do. Yeah, I do. Nice. But, uh, but, but and yeah, and using the canoe analogy, you're going to throw rocks at them. You're going to yell at them. You're going to do all kinds of things. But the one thing you won't do is climb in the canoe with them. Exactly. You may throw a rope at them, you may throw rocks, whatever, right. but you're not going to go, hey, let me be with you in this. Well, you know, we encounter this as pastors um, a lot of times, is, is that I think people expect uh, expect us to empathize with their feelings right? and and to, you know, kind of be all, all, all squishy about their situation where really we're called to proclaim the law and the gospel, which has yep. some pretty seriously hard edges to it. And, and in, in psychotherapy as well as in Christianity, we need to proclaim hard edges. We need to proclaim truth. You know, today tolerance is, is a big buzzword, and tolerance has gotten twisted. Uh, tolerance is something you put up with. Right. I tolerate stupid people. I allow people to be wrong. I can tolerate them being wrong. But that doesn't mean that I have to embrace their wrongness. You know, what's interesting is I, I've got a book uh, by Carl Menninger who wrote, uh, the title of his book is Whatever Happened to Sin?, Oh, yeah, I know that book. Yeah. And we don't call sin, sin anymore. No. We don't call wrong, wrong anymore. Well, John Wesley uh, became sinless at one point in his life, or so he declared. Praise the Lord. Uh, achieved perfect sanctification and said, basically, you're not a real Christian unless you can achieve that sanctification. And then later on, it was asked, do you no longer sin? And he said, I just make errors in judgment now. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, he kind of paved <laughs> the way for, for the modern Oprahfication of yeah. religion. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Oprah and, and, and her kind of, quote, spirituality, unquote, is kind of doing what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I've got a, what's really relevant. I've got a, a, a really good friend of mine. I love this woman to death. She is just a dear woman. She's a feminist. She, um, she's very, quote, liberal. And she's dying of cancer. She will be dead within the next three months or so. Mm. She does not know Christ. Mm. She does not know sin. She, nobody has ever really said, look, what you believe is wrong, and you need to change your mind about some of this. The true nature of repentance, change of mind. Well, see, that's intolerant if you say that you're wrong. Exactly. And I'm terrified of approaching that with her. I'm not a pastor or an apologist. I love her to death. And it's it's I've got to work up all my courage just to say, Robin, I'm sorry, but what you believe is wrong. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that anymore. It's really not intolerant to say that. That's that's not intolerance to say you're wrong. What's intolerant is to say you must die now yeah. because of that. See, yeah. I, I think I, I think it's intolerant to let her die. Paul talks about speaking the truth in love, and I think we've totally messed this up. We what does that mean? We either want. On the one side, we want truthless love. So yes. it's, it's just love without truth. Or the other ditch is loveless truth. Yep. You know, and what you're describing here is you, that hard word needs to be said out of love and concern for that person yep. who is facing her certain mortality. Right. And the answer is there. The solution is there. It is. It, the death and resurrection of Jesus is all hers. Yep. 
and and uh, and, is, and love love says you must speak the truth here. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, uh, well, there, we've departed from we, psychology a little bit. Well, yeah, we're back as, into as, psychology as or we, theology. Right now, now, now you guys are involved in some book enterprise yeah. that, that I don't, I know very little about because Steve and I just dive. Okay, and the nice thing about diving is, and you'd appreciate that sitting across the table from me, you can't talk very much underwater. You have to use hands. I don't think that that stops you. You're, you're probably just it, down it there talking really anyway. I yeah. have I have been I, known I have been known to write on tablets. <laughs> Bill, okay. Bill, I mean we have a running conversation for hours, underwater, underwater. Yes, yes. yeah. Yeah. For as long as the air is scribbling lasts. on your tablet yeah. about the that, gayness myostatic. That, well, no, there's hand signals <laughs> and there's scribbling on tablets. And actually, you know, Bill's taken his 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 regulator out of his mouth and tried to talk to me. I that I don't doubt. Yeah, I don't doubt that one at all. It's it's inhaling that's a problem in that <laughs> configuration. That right? really blows sometimes, <laughs> or sucks as you you know whatever. Well, uh, but anyway, you guys, you guys have an enterprise going in a book and a website uh, on this. So you want to talk about that? Sure, always happy to. Um, basically, Craig, before he got married, was really interested. He had, well, I should let you tell I, the story. I, I'm just letting you, you tell my you rush headlong. I don't want to tell your story, man. Go for it. Well, uh, let's see. I I was um, tired of being beat up by women, basically emotionally. And, uh, playing, and by the way, by the way, I am constantly being beat up by women. I'm still in the single world. That's so. right. I, I hear a lot of victim card being played here. This is I, making I'm me trying. Know. I'm trying. Hey, hey, I was anybody single out there? This is woman. <laughs> oh, please. I'm so lonely. Oh, okay. oh. I'm lonely. I'm, I'm, I'm so out. Lonely. I'm checking out. <laughs> but, Does anyone really care about me? But but the reality is, I I kind of got kind of fed up with making the same stupid dating mistakes over and over again, and. Uh, getting walked on because I set myself up with the wrong kind of people and all sorts of stuff like that. And so I basically set out on a quest to study intergender dynamics to understand women and men and how we relate differently and all sorts of good stuff. And I got involved with a complete underground of guys who have approached this from a scientific uh, perspective and kind of charted things out and uh, done a lot of study. And I, I got involved with other people who were coming from a real psychological background on it and uh before i selected my wife i dated well in excess of 150 women maybe almost oh no brag brag, brag. i'm not i'm not bragging because it was horrible mistakes along the way we're getting letters now (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, can i read some but but the reality is i learned a lot and i i learned about selecting a mate not just taking what you can get i learned about boundaries i learned about uh, how men and women just behave and interact differently, how God made us different, and uh, learn to celebrate a lot of those things. And uh, Steve and I got together on this. We do seminars, and uh, Steve contributed a chapter in my book. He's going to rewrite his chapter sometime soon for the revised edition. And uh, that's that's about that. What's yep. the name of the book? The book is called Attraction, the, da- the, uh, the Christian Man's Dating Guide. And the website is www.christiansocialarts.com. Okay. That's right. But now, I don't talk about that on God Whispers you, you, you illustrate, you said something that brought to mind a, a phrase that a, a daughter of a friend, a pastor friend of mine once said about dating, which I, I, I carry with me all the time, and I say it in all kinds of youth groups. 
that dating is a catch and release program. Yes, and 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 you you apparently uh, uh, subscribe to this notion with that 150. I mean, you're rivaling Solomon there, actually. In that. <laughs> but uh, now, I didn't say that. Uh, this, this, I took them into my house. Well, or now, now like I was going to ask this because I think this is important. Yeah. I, I assume this this is done with a very above board. You know, honest approach that that basically says, I, I'm looking for a life's mate here, right. and, I, and I'm not messing around. I'm not going to waste your time or my time. Right. You know. Right. You know. It's it's yeah. It, that's exactly it. When 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 Craig and I would talk, he would say, "Okay, we could take this to a whole different sinful depth, but I'm not willing to do that." And because this underground thing that that's going on took it to a whole different sinful depth but craig kind of brought it up above that and said how can we turn this around to be to to teach christian men how to meet and attract and and finally keep um women that 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 are of quality for them and keeping meaning and ending up marrying correct Exactly. Is that close? Yeah. And, and, is that going, close? Going back to what Bill was saying about catch and release, that's that's Mac. absolutely right. It's meet, attract, and keep. But you you make mistakes along the way, and uh, you meet people who don't fit, and people who reject you, and people that you unfortunately have to reject along the way, and you thank them for playing, and you move on to the next one, and uh, you don't make promises. You simply date plural until you find one that is worth pursuing in a relationship and you kind of go that way so anyway i think we beat that pretty well to death well and and uh, it succeeded to the extent that uh, you're married i am now you've you've discontinued this research i take it at least personally i i have discontinued it on a personal basis <laughs> good although uh steve here is He's my your research continuing yes. guinea pig i, I continued i continue to do the research that's true yeah. So yeah. Some of those I'm, habits, I'm learning daily from Craig. Some of those habits die hard, but I'm sure your wife keeps you in check. You, there, you know, so. you know what's interesting is, and one of the things that Craig and I have talked about is when you get into this and when you do it well, it's like a kid in a candy shop. It, it really is amazing. A, a lot of guys, and you have to watch yourself. Yeah, a lot of guys really don't understand that women are not as visually impaired as we are i guess you could say well, when, it, when it comes to dating and and being attracted attraction for women is not necessarily the visual that it happens with guys so much i think they've demonstrated that yeah. that's true I, I if i could kind of summarize what i think you guys are saying is that um honesty and and integrity and and basically being yourself goes a long way well, and having a good sense of you you know the security is the biggest thing security if, if you're secure with who you are then you're perceived as someone with a good sense of humor because you can laugh at yourself and, you know, you just don't take yourself so darn serious. And therefore you're trustworthy. Yeah, which exactly. Is, yeah. yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Sounds like, sounds like a, a, good, a good model of biblical manhood if ever I heard it. I hope so because that's something else that we're kind of heading for is uh, yeah. the Dangerous Men Workshop. We're going to try and get on that one. Oh, I, just quick, what, what's that about, Dangerous Men Workshop? Well, we're, we're kind of – it's in development even as we speak. But basically the whole idea that masculinity is something that's sorely lacking in our culture and we, we just really need to recapture that 
and it's not being a macho jerk or about you know showing how you know tough you are or anything like that it's just having that sense of integrity that sense of personal responsibility and that strength that that guys need today we don't we aren't getting it from our fathers very often and so somebody needs to say something here i you know, you know i think you know what Oh, uh, Steve, I, you're the guest. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I, I would add to that just the sense of adventure for men. Yeah, that's huge. Sense of dangerous adventure on yep. some level. Yep. So there there you have it. Uh, Swirly cannot wait. He's already getting into the meat over here. I just had to try the steak. It's excellent. I'm I'm craving here, and we, we've got a few minutes left here. Why don't we get Mark Jason in on this? Mark Jason. Okay. Steve, we're Steve, we're did, kicking did, you off. Hey, did we want to talk about birthday. my Fuller man? My Fuller oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking, Steve you know. Steve is a Fuller graduate also. Yeah. Fuller Sorry. Theological Seminary. Which means he's fuller of it than the rest of us. But, I am very full of it. But, but you are a Lutheran. I am. I converted to Lutheranism after the last community church I went to. They were singing James Taylor songs for worship. I Ooh. love James Taylor. I love to, James Taylor too. I learned to play guitar with James on not James Taylor. For, songs. Not for worship. I agree. Okay. On the roof, worshiping on the roof. Yeah. On the roof. <laughs> That's later, James Taylor. Oh, wow. sweet right. baby James, man. That's sweet, oh, sweet yeah. Suzanne. The plans I've made. Beautiful. There you go. Well, let's get right. uh, happy birthday, Mark. Steve. Thank you. Happy birthday, Steve. Thanks, guys. Let's let's get Mark in on this. Mark is the we campus pastor at University of California, Los Angeles. He is an evangelistic and apologetics machine, and he's been known just to hang out on campus all day, harassing people with Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely, Mark. Tell us about your work at UCLA. Well, I I think the the get closer to the mic there. Mark. Okay, come on, talk into the microphone. I think that the, the most exciting part of my ministry is that I, I regularly have people coming up to me who have been going to church their whole life, and they say, wow, I have never heard the good news until now. And I never knew if I was saved, but now I know certainly that no matter you know what happens to me, Christ is my Savior. Well, you have a tremendous opportunity. You have got this, this revolving door of students coming through, and UCLA is not known as being a, a religious campus. Uh, what, what approach do you take um, in, in, in basically breaking the ice in, in that conversation? You know, I have a sign that uh, I put out in front of me, and it says, Religion is for the weak. And I find that most Christians hate this sign and, and are very antagonistic toward it, not realizing that they are weak and he is strong and he's the very reason. Uh, he, he's the one in whom we have faith and not in ourselves, not in uh, not I'm being good enough. So so that attracts both the atheists who believe that religion is for idiots and it uh, it repels many Christians in quotes. Um, because so you're tweaking everybody. Yeah. Oh, I have another sign. It says it says gay bashing is evil, and you know uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the hardcore the, the right wings hate that because they, they 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 know they don't like something about it, but they're not sure what it is. And then um, uh, most uh, most homosexuals don't like hearing that it is sin that's been paid for. They because they are not interested in hearing that it's sin. Yeah, that's got a funny so. spin to it, doesn't it? If you're if you're looking for approval and and you're getting so. forgiveness and sa- instead, that kind of right. throws, throws exactly. you for a loop there. So, so uh, the, your 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 forte or the 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 thing that you really go for is is apologetics, right? Yeah, 
Can I one more comment on on the homosexual community? Absolutely. This 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 one uh, this this one guy came up to me and he said, you know, for years I've been searching for a church that would accept my behaviors, and he said when I found that church, it had no good news. Wow. And I was I was like amazed by by the candor of this guy. Uh, so so when you were in seminary, you you kind of got started with this. Yeah, yeah, I used to do this over at Washington University, just next to the uh, Concordia campus. I guess it's what, is it just north? North of the Concordia? Ah, it's just off the seminary, that's yeah. all I know. I don't know yeah. my north <laughs> from my okay. west there. I, it, I, I guess if you're heading toward the river, it would be east. It would be east. I, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's next door to the seminary. Um, when you were at seminary, you would go over to Washington University, mm-hmm. and what was your MO there? What was your modus operandi? Yeah, I would I would get people to talk about um, I, I've changed a little bit, but back then the main thing I was trying to do is use using the um, the moral argument that if you and I both agree that say Hitler was bad, you and I are agreeing on a universal a universal truth that. Um, that we are all bound to. So, actually, this I found very compelling in, in my own life. This is one of the reasons I came to believe in, in a God in the first place. But you would have Jewish people actually disagree with you that Hitler was a bad guy, right? Sure. and, and, and that, I, That's really disturbing. And I had, I had guys that would admit that there is no morality and that rape isn't wrong. And I used to try to get them to wow. admit this in front of women. Because if you can get a guy to admit that rape <laughs> is not wrong in front of a woman, uh, those women will look at that guy like, wow. Yeah, he's... Is, he's He's not, not so going to be getting as many dates as Craig did at that point. That, that's, like, um, that's kind of the opposite ditch of all sexes rape uh, from the, right. the old feminist school. So uh, you know that the opposite the opposite of of, of, of a, a lie is the opposite lie. I guess you know. Uh, there's almost something that I admire to someone who's who's so dedicated to their fallacy that they will actually take it over the cliff with them. That's, yeah. that's actually you know kind of a lot of integrity for someone with half a brain. It's not bad. It's interesting. Now, in your ministry on, on campus, do you um, what? What's what's your your mode of worship there? What's your what are your services like? Uh, we do. Uh, we have about four or five different liturgies that we circulate through. Uh, we use LBW. We use Haugen. Um, we we always, you know, we start we start our service with you know. Uh, Confession and absolution. You know, we have the standard readings from the three-year series. Um, we uh, have, you have a, you Lord's have, Supper have a rock every and Sunday. Roll band? Um, Tell the Tuesday truth, Mark. night. Tell the truth. Tu- uh, tell Tuesday the truth. night. We have you wired to the truth. To, to a <laughs> uh, we, on Sundays, we have one of the finest organists, uh, Dennis Gaino, who uh, he's uh, an SC grad. Fine organist on Sunday mornings, but uh, during the week we have uh, some pretty amazing vocalists and uh, guitarists from uh, kind of the, the folk circuit. We've got a girl out from Kansas, really, who, who has uh, quite an accomplished. She was uh, in guitarist. that band, Kansas. That's, <laughs> no. that was pretty cool. No girl in Kansas. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, we're almost out of time. If people wanted to look up your church on the internet, what's what's the web address? It's ulcbruins.org. Ulcbruins.org. Ulc is in University Lutheran Chapel. So ulcbruins.org. So if you're anywhere near, near UCLA any given Sunday, go here. 
Pastor Jason. Over here. Is, I use the last name there, but that's a given. Well, we, we, we clearly identified him, and he's, he holds a public office, so he's just got to deal with that. So Anyway, we're out of time. We're going to have to catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening.